Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Lily Lee on the line, and she's the owner over at Metaverse Law. Lily, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Adam, for having me here. So I'm excited to get more into Metaverse Law and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business uh, and in your career? Well, I've actually always been a, a big science fiction junkie. And so when I left law school, I wanted to find an area in which I could work on kind of cutting edge technology and figure out what new businesses are doing. Um, so before I founded Metaverse Law, I worked at an IT consulting company up in the Bay Area, and then I worked at a commercial and IT litigation firm down in Orange County um, before launching Metaverse Law uh, last spring. That's awesome, um, and I, I like the um, I kind of like the transition in, in in how you went through your um, you know you worked for some other companies first prior to launching your business, and in my opinion that that probably gave you a different vantage point of some other things and other ways of how how other companies run uh, law practice. Um, so there's some younger, you know, entrepreneurs that maybe they're just getting out of out of out of school right now, and they're thinking about starting their first business. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on kind of taking that vision and making it into reality? I think it's really helpful just to immerse yourself in the market and try to find the clients that you would love to work with and see mm -hmm. what their concerns are for the future. Um, I noticed as I was working at the previous businesses that data privacy and cybersecurity were growing issues. And there are a lot of new laws on the horizon. And so based on that need and that pain point, that's why I launched the business. Um, I think it's a lot tougher to just go out there with an idea um, and not understand the pain point first. That's awesome. Um, so to have a direct audience and to have kind of a niche um, picked out, and I, I love that. I think that can save you a lot of time and money long term. Um, so great advice there. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit, Lily. I want to get more into what you're doing over at Metaverse Law. So first, uh, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. Sure. Um, so unlike a lot of other law firms that have different types of practice areas, uh, Metaverse Law focuses exclusively exclusively on data privacy and cybersecurity law. Um, and so we help businesses all the way from um, small startups with just a handful of people to multinational companies um, comply with their obligations under GDPR, the new California Consumer Privacy Act, HIPAA, COPPA, and a whole bunch of other privacy regulations. Um, and then we also work with um, cybersecurity and forensic vendors to help conduct security risk assessments and respond to cyber incidents. 
So, I mean, your your area that you chose as a specialty, I mean, that that's only going to continue to grow. I mean, the more I that's just pretty no no groundbreaking insight here on my part. That's just pretty obvious that that's going to continue <laughs> to grow and security is going to be more and more important. Um so any type of trends or anything like that that you care to comment on having your unique vantage point of having worked directly in that industry for a long time because there's a lot of business owners listening right now entrepreneurs executives that they kind of you know that buzzword okay cybersecurity, but they don't actually know what that means can you elaborate on any trends or things that you're seeing out there definitely I mean, one trend that I'm seeing is that governments are caring a lot more about privacy in addition to cybersecurity. And mm-hmm. for a lot of business owners, they don't separate the two concepts. Um, cybersecurity is protecting your business from intrusions, whether it's hackers or insider threats where people are trying to attack the data and get access to the data. Um, on the other hand, there's this growing body of law around privacy, and that concerns how a business can use the data that they've collected for their own business purposes. And so um, the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal is a good example of where there wasn't a cyber incident, but people were worried about how the company was using consumer data. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. And so what, if I'm a business owner listening to this right now, what are some of the things that I should be thinking about? Well, the first point to start at is always the privacy policy on your website. Um, All of these new laws require that you give clear and accurate notices to consumers so they know what you're doing with their data. Um, A lot of people kind of just go off of templates But if you really go through the exercise of how you collect data, what categories you're collecting and how you're using it, you start to see where the risk points are um, for what you're doing with consumer data. And it also helps you analyze whether or not you have appropriate security protections around all these different categories of data. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Um, So the difference, I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. So the difference between like getting your, your getting it done custom and using a template is kind of the same thing as whether you're, you know, you're, you're going online to get a, a law document that you're trusting is right. That's not really customized to your business. So there could be some, some flaws there. Am I right? Or am I off on kind of my, my analogy, if you will? That's definitely a big risk that a lot of businesses don't even realize. Um, The Federal Trade Commission and a lot of state rules basically prohibit companies from engaging in false advertising or false marketing um, or deceptive marketing. And a lot of people, they like to copy their competitors' policies, and they want to say, we protect people's information, we have the best security safeguards, and all of this amazing language on their website. Um, But if they're not actually implementing that behind the scenes, then um, their advertising is not really truthful on the website, and that could pose a lot of issues later on. Mm, I can see that completely. Um, So what do you see as next on the horizon in this whole cybersecurity slash privacy kind of realm? 
um, just you keeping update, up to date with the discussions and laws and things that are going on, what do you see as is, is probably the next step or what's the next wave of this? Because in my opinion, it started, and just this is from my limited knowledge, it started kind of as a as a fringe thing. So it was like, oh, these are some things you have to start thinking about as a business owner. And now, obviously, it's going to just get more and more relevant, especially for larger, mid-sized to larger businesses going down the line. Um, and, of course, that will trickle down to your smaller businesses over time. What do you see as kind of next on the horizon in this kind of in this niche area? All across the world, we're starting to see a consolidation of cybersecurity regulation and rules. Um, and I think a lot of businesses, they like to say, I'm going to ignore GDPR because I don't do business in Europe. Or I'm going to ignore the California laws because I operate in a different state or I don't meet the threshold. Um, but there's legislation pending in a lot of different states and a lot of different countries, and they're all converging on very similar cybersecurity standards. So that's one big thing to look out for and build it into your cost of business going forward. Um, the other thing you have to be aware of is that you're going to face some tension between countries where governments will want to have access to personal data for surveillance reasons and your obligations to protect customer privacy. So on a moral level, that's something that you should also be aware of and think about how you would respond to those requests in the future. Man, this is good. This is getting good. Your 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 whole niche, your field, uh, it's just gonna keep on getting more and more interesting. It's like the, the soap opera of uh, of what's coming next in terms of cybersecurity, privacy, and whatever else is added as new technologies and new um, ways of sharing data are created. It just it just gets more and more complex. Very exciting stuff. Um, so, Lily, if uh, somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Metaverse Law or to connect, what's the best way for them to reach out? The best way for them to reach out is to either go to the website, um, which is www.metaverselaw.com, um, or they can um, feel free to shoot over an email to info at metaverselaw.com. Fantastic. Well, uh, Lily, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Metaverse Law. And to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Lily, thanks again for coming on the show.